Good morning. You are listening to KCOU 88.1 FM at 9.05 AM. Thank you for listening. Welcome in to episode 4 of this year of Hate the Player and Not the Game. Got a fair amount to talk about today. Um, Yeah, got some college football action from last week college football action for this week MLB news got some fun games going on there in case you were not paying attention to baseball yesterday and some NBA talk but before getting into all of that uh, just want to uh, mention a little bit about the situation going on in Northern California and partially in Southern California right now with these devastating wildfires. So if you know, I'm I'm really, really close to my home in San Jose and the Bay Area as a whole, to be honest. It's all just one big community, it feels like, most of the time. And um, yesterday was the first time most people realized how bad the fires got because of the look of the sky, but the the fires have been going on for almost a month now. It's absolutely insane, and there's just not being done enough about it. We're lucky in California that we have such a good fire department in Cal Fire, but because of some issues with the pandemic, for example, no matter how you think about it, uh, prisoners actually play a big part in uh, stopping these fires and curbing them and because of the virus they've been locked out no matter how you think of that and the fact that like my opinion here they're not paid enough to do these dangerous jobs um, they're not allowed to do that so right now we're relying on a very overworked Cal Fire and Cal Fire that's having to put out so many acres of fires I mean it's just absolutely terrible and honestly just makes me really emotional seeing this happen to my home. Um, I mean, luckily my family in in the middle of San Jose, they're going to be fine. But some of my friends out in the countryside and out towards the hills that are dry, um, just rough to see them almost lose their homes and know that some people weren't as fortunate and a lot of people weren't as fortunate with their lives and just with such what is such a preventable issue just by allowing Cal Fire to do what they need to do on a bigger level with more funding from the federal government and more prevention and I mean but the way these started with that freak dry lightning storm, this is I this is exactly what you're gonna see because of the climate crisis going on in the world. I mean, it's just terrifying to see what one night of lightning that like wows a lot of people in the Bay Area because we don't get lightning in the Bay Area and then absolutely causes this much devastation. It's just horrifying to see. Um, so, like I've said before on this show, because this, these fires have been going on for a while, my heart goes out to everybody affected by them. And, I mean, Cal Fire is doing just good of a job 
as I think they can be right now. Their resources are stretched really thin. This is a terrible time to have fires. But these are becoming a yearly occurrence because of the climate crisis. And it's just sad that this has to happen all the time. And it's for... For a few, for a month or so every year, you just can't breathe really well in Northern California. And that's just really sad when it's something as preventable as these fires if we were just more proactive with our approaches to things. But that's enough being a sad sap. Let's look at college football during the last week. So... We started the college football season in the FBS. FCS started a week or two ago. I mean, the real action, the real start was last Thursday, a week from today, a week ago from today, I should say, when uh, Central Arkansas played UAB in Legion Field. Uh, was a pretty competitive game, but they fell at the hands of the Blazers. Not a surprise there, um, but what was surprising was that Central Arkansas stuck in it that much. I mean, they did have a they did have some really great preparation before it, but I don't think anybody expected them to uh, go out of the team that was in the CUSA championship just a year before. Um, and so it was a really competitive and fun game to start the season. And then in the first FBS and FBS competition uh, at South Alabama against what I thought would happen, dismantled Southern Mississippi uh, en route to a 32-21 to victory. So uh, Southern Miss QB Jack Abraham was able to throw for 314 yards and had one of the highest QBRs of the weekend. But he just, I mean, they couldn't convert down the field. They had a bad run game, um, bad defense, and they really just got manhandled by that South Alabama Jaguars team. But Saturday was when the fun really started because we got some blowouts. Uh, Marshall was able to just run through Eastern Kentucky, which isn't surprising considering Eastern Kentucky's State in the SCS, um, 59-0. Good vibes to start the season for the Thundering Curd. Um, I think they're going to compete in the CUSA this season. Uh, their QB Wells did look good. Defense, I mean, 59-0. How can you say they looked bad? But a good start to the season for Marshall. Would like to see them compete in the CUSA this season. I think they really can. Just where FAU and UAB, after UAB start, are at. I think Marshall is going to have a good season this year. Um, all right, moving on. Army may have not done a classic march to the sea through Georgia anytime recently, but they sure did march through Middle Tennessee State with a 42-0 win. Crazy score considering Army using the triple option to score that many times. It's pretty impressive, six touchdowns. Um, considering how long their drives are, uh, that's that's a pretty good score for Army. Uh, they did hold, hold mid ten state to just sixty three yards passing, which um, yeah, just that shows how debilitating the triple option can be if it's run right and if it's run well. Um, so Army 
they have a very weird schedule this year because of all of the need for teams to play just in the conference. But um, I'd expect them to be much improved from where they were last year. I definitely think right now after we'll get to it in a little bit after Navy's performance, they should be the favorite in the Army-Navy game. But should be a fun season if you're an Army Black Knight fan. All right, moving on to some American athletic action. SMU barely eked out a win against Texas State, 31-24, to to stay in contention for really anything. Um, Shane Bouchelle had a good start here, but and credit to Texas State where credit is due. They played impassioned football. Um, I really thought they had a chance to come away with it in the end. Um, I mean, just already have a catch of the year candidate and got interceptions when they needed to. And, uh, I mean, they look like a good team. I definitely think they can compete a lot more than people were expecting this year. All right, moving on. Memphis had a little bit of an easier time in their opener, taking down Arkansas State 37-24 to in the Liberty Bowl Stadium. Um, good solid win for the Tigers. They did struggle in the first half. Did go down 14-7 to and 7-0 to at one point. Uh, Brady White had a good performance. 280 yards against Arkansas State is a little disappointing considering how good he played last year, but... A uh, good, good win to shake off any nervousness and uh, get into the rest of their schedule now. All right, and finally, we have the Labor Day game that I was so excited about. BYU, 55, Navy, 3. <laughs> this game was uh, was an interesting one. Um, BYU was really prepared. Navy couldn't really practice. So, uh, I mean, the Naval Academy had a rough time. <sighs> I don't know what to say about this one, to be honest. They just didn't look good. I mean, I don't blame them. They couldn't play, really. They couldn't play contact because of the weird rules with the Naval Academy right now. Um, BYU could practice, and they they have a good team this year. They ran all over Navy played great defense um i don't know what else to say they they beat navy very hard so that is all i have for the little bit of action from this last week in college football after the break let's preview week two thank you for listening to hate the player not the game okay company picnics too Welcome back to Hate the Player, Not the Game at 9.20 a.m. in the morning. Let's preview week two in the uh, college football season. How about we do that? Um, This week, a little bit of a bigger week than last week. We got a lot more action. We got ranked teams playing, and the ACC and Big 12 start their non-conference schedules. I'm very hyped for this. Actually, we get some uh, we get some ACC conference action. I didn't realize that. So, let's look at this. Always good to start with acknowledging that you didn't really read your notes very well. <laughs> so, Miami of Florida hosts UAB 
Yes, the same UAB that almost lost to Central Arkansas last Thursday plays tonight in Hard Rock Stadium in front of actual fans. Um, so, after UAB's Week 1 performance, I, I, I'm okay with them being 14-point underdogs here. They did almost lose to Central Arkansas. I would just be very cautious about Miami. Because, I mean, they do have Dare King as their new quarterback, transferred in from Houston. But, there's always a but. This is the same Miami team that couldn't score against Louisiana Tech last year. And this UAB team can be good if they want to be good. So, it would be very like them under Manny Diaz to struggle in this game. But, again, always a but. They're a little more talented team here. Um, if they play good, I don't think they should have a problem with this game. I just would say be cautious about this one. Not a sure bet Miami would win this because Miami has been very hot and cold the past few seasons. Right, moving on to the ACC action that's actually in conference. The University of North Carolina is hosting... The Syracuse Orange. So, everybody, in case you've been living under a rock, everybody's really hyped about UNC right now. Uh, they ended last season really good. Sam Howell had a fantastic end to his freshman campaign as quarterback. He's definitely the reason why you want to tune into this game, especially with how early in the morning it is if you live on the West Coast, which I don't anymore. But... Yeah, uh, I mean, they're a huge win over Temple in the bowl. Uh, I believe that was a military bowl. Um, it's uh, really leading to a lot of hype. Of course, you got Mac Brown as coach. Uh, I would be cautious, though. Uh, Syracuse could look a lot better than they are. But North Carolina, um, I'd say, is the fa I mean, they are the favorite here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. So it'll be a fun game to watch Sam Howell. Could see the upset happening, as always. But uh, I think North Carolina, the Tar Heels, are going to have a good game, good matchup to start the ACC slate this season. All right, moving on to the, some Big 12 action. Iowa State starts their home schedule with the raging Cajuns of the University of Louisiana or Louisiana Lafayette, depending on who you ask. So, I mean, we're just Iowa State ranked 23 right now. Weird to see it to start the year. Matt Campbell has them on the up and up, though. Um, great head coach. Uh, really happy he's sticking with Iowa State, at least for this long, because, uh, man, it's just so much fun to watch a team like Iowa State that was uh, marred in mediocrity for so long uh, just do so good. Uh Louisiana, though, they had a great season last year. Uh, I I would say it's gonna have a it's gonna win this game. I don't think it's gonna be uh, be that hard. But expect Louisiana uh, Lafayette to make it at least a little hard on the Cyclones of Iowa State. All right, moving on to the other Louisiana. Louisiana Monroe heads to West Point. Uh, to face Army, the same Army that absolutely destroyed Midtown State last week. Um, Army looked really good in their first game of the season last week, so 
I expect them to have a good time this week with where Louisiana Monroe is at. Uh, yeah, first, this will be the real test of just how explosive the triple option can be. Uh, Louisiana Monroe is going to struggle with that. Uh, Army is going to out-physical them, I think is safe to say. Uh, so, I'd expect Monroe to play good and stay in it for a little bit, but Army probably going to run away with this one, if I had to say. All right, Duke heads to Notre Dame. For the Fighting Irish's first ever game in a conference in the ACC. So, of course, one reason this year is weird. Notre Dame's playing conference play. Uh, yeah, they're number 10 behind uh, the book. I think that's an all right position. I think people are a little high. I should say really high on them coming into this season. I think people should be cautious. They're all set to have a good year, but I would be a little concerned about them being that good, like competing for the college football playoff good. Um, but who knows? We'll just have to see. But Notre Dame playing Duke Saturday. All right. Down in the folks down in Springfield at Missouri State are heading to the uh, weirdly standoffish about information Number five, Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, yeah, seeing them number five is weird because Oklahoma seems to always be a number four team just in the past few years of the college football playoff and just in general. Uh, I guess that's the uncertainty of having a new QB and a bad defense. So, um, of course, they are making news for uh, having action done, like blacking out windows and dorms that overlook their practice fields and uh, not... Revealing their coronavirus test as soon as the season starts. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's just weird to see. Uh, very excited to see Spencer Rattler get his first action as QB of the Sooners. That should be incredibly fun. Uh, hopefully, it will be a good game for him to get the training wheels off. And uh, the Sooners should have an easy enough time with Missouri State. And then finally, we have number 14, Texas taking on the UTEP Miners. So, UTEP beat Stephen F. Austin last week. People are happy about that because UTEP is one of the worst teams in the FBS. Um, this isn't a good game for them because <laughs> they're going to... This is a slaughter waiting to happen. They're going to get destroyed by Texas, I feel like, unless a crazy upset happens. This should be an easy game for Texas. I would take them here. Not even thinking about it. But that's all I have for previewing next week in college football. Uh, I'll be talking about these games and see how just how bad my takes are uh, heading into next Thursday. But for now, going to head to break. After the break, though, uh, stealing signs, which I conveniently forget to call my MLB segment, is up next. Thank you for listening. Hello, welcome back to Hate the Player, Not the Game at 9.36 a.m. in the morning. <sighs> need that caffeine in my life more often while doing shows. But uh, let's get right into stealing signs and the MLB action. 
So yesterday was a huge night in the MLB. We had uh, quite the bit of blowout. Uh, we had the Milwaukee Brewers 19-0 over the Detroit Tigers. In case you didn't see their Twitter, they were not having a good time. <laughs> yeah, duh. I mean, Detroit, strangely competing this season after a few seasons of being really bad. But, um, I mean... What can you say? They just didn't play that good. <laughs> I don't think there's really much else to say. But that uh, you also had uh, Atlanta taking a 29 to 9 win over Miami. That's not a football score. That is a baseball score. Most points scored by an MLB team this season. I uh, wish, still wish that was Giants after that great performance they had over the Rockies a few, actually, think about a week ago now. Um, yeah, I mean, Atlanta's just so good. Adam Duvall had, like, nine RBIs and three home runs. Uh, Miami scored nine points, so they didn't have a bad offensive night. Uh, but, yeah, the Braves just played great. Um, you had my San Francisco Giants taking a 10-1 to win over the Seattle Mariners to uh, sweep that series 2-0. Uh, it's great to see. Um, great to see... Uh, Players wearing Roberto Clemente's number. No, we saw Rico Garcia with that. Saw Joe Bart with that. Though that was not much of a change. But uh, it was great to see players be able to wear number 21 and uh, honor Roberto Clemente last night. So that's all we had for scores last night. We do got some interesting series this weekend. Most notably... The Giants are playing the Padres, the two best teams in the last 20 games. I uh, have a four-game set in San Diego. That should be a blast to watch. Um, hopefully, they end up all being good games, to be honest. Uh, and uh, we can see really where both of these teams are at right now. But enough of that. Let's talk storylines. So, this this past two weeks, we've had the sudden rise of the San Francisco Giants. They are 8-2 and two in their last 10. Five-game win streak. All of a sudden have a run differential of 10. And uh, are 23-21. This is a team people called the JV squad at the beginning of the season. And now they're playing great. They have a 72% chance to make the playoffs now, which is crazy. And I mean, I don't know what to say. They've just been so good at home. They have a fair amount more home games coming up. Uh, the offense has been insane. The bullpen's finally catching up to them. Starters have been what I've been saying all year long, that as long as you can get good innings out of guys like Tyler Anderson, Trevor Cahill, Kevin Gossman, Johnny Cueto, of course, Jeff Samarja, um, then Drew Smiley hopefully coming back from injury. They're looking really good right now, and I'm very excited. Of course, you have Logan Webb did have a tough night yesterday, two nights ago, but uh, weird to see. Um, but as we've had the San Francisco Giants and Rise to be two games above 500, we've had the sudden fall of the New York Yankees, who are three and seven in their last ten. Um, Seventh place in the AL all of a sudden. No longer even thinking about competing with the Rays. The Rays are far and away the favorite to win the AL Ace over both the Blue Jays and Yankees. 
Um, they're seventh. In, they're out of the second spot even. That's how rough they've had it with injuries. They've just not been playing good. They did win last night. They're going to make the playoffs. I don't think that's hard to say, but they have a tough matchup with the A's to start it off if things end up where they are right now. Um, we also have the Houston Astros at 500. Also, 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Um, yeah, if they weren't assured to get the spot because of the way the playoffs work this year with the top two teams from each division getting in, I wouldn't be so sure that they'd be making the playoffs, to be honest. The Orioles are right on their heels, only a game back right now. You have the Mariners, who are two and a half games back and also in their division. But the problem is the Mariners just dropped two to the Giants, uh, which certainly hurts them. They could have made up a lot of ground with the Astros with these two games, but they dropped them. So see, the Astros are they're going to make the playoffs. The AL, for how weird it is, is basically already set, which is weird. Like the playoffs... The playoff picture is basically already said. The only team that has an outside chance of getting in is Baltimore right now. And that's only if the uh, Yankees keep dropping games, which, I mean, they could do because they're the Yankees and they haven't been playing good right now. But as we've seen the Yankees and Astros fall, we've seen the Oakland A's be mediocre and be 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They're going to make the playoffs. I think that's safe to say with how the Astros are playing. They did. Just take um, three out of four games so far in their series with the Astros. I'm forgetting how this series went because they had a double header in the middle of it. I'm just going crazy. They did have a walk-off win. Raymond Laureano had a great hit. I think it was technically a single, but could have been extra bases uh, to walk off the Astros last night. Um, they've been getting to the Astros pitchers, getting into that bad bullpen and uh, doing the rest of the work. And then, uh, I mean, Oakland's pitching this year has been great. It's been so much fun to watch because uh, it, it just completely flipped from where they were last year. So, yeah, that's what we have for Oakland. Uh, we have, But at the top of the AL, out of nowhere from the top rope, the Tampa Bay Rays, they have lost two in a row, but, I mean, the Rays are just playing passion ball right now they're gonna come out of the AL East safe to say four games up on the Blue Jays but uh I mean wow so just to recap the uh the playoffs as they stand right now uh technically right now the three division winners in the AL would be the Tampa Bay Rays the Oakland A's and the Chicago White Sox then the three second-place teams will be the Cleveland, Toronto, and Houston. And then the two wildcard teams would be Minnesota and New York, which would be weird because then they would be slotted at 7-8 and eight, even if they have a better record than, let's say, the Houston Astros because they're probably going to have, at least the Twins probably are going to have a better record than the Houston Astros, I think it's safe to say. And then in the NL, we have... The Los Angeles Dodgers, the Atlanta Braves, and the Chicago Cubs as the three teams for sure. Number one, they're all going to make the playoffs. Uh, then we, second place teams, we have the San Diego Padres, Philadelphia Phillies, St. Louis Cardinals, who are now 
half a game back of the San Francisco Giants, which is super funny. I'm going to have so much fun with that. You guys don't understand. Because there are so many Cardinals fans at this school. And very much not a lot of San Francisco fans. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a blast for me as long as that sticks. Uh, which probably won't be too much longer considering the Giants series with San, Fr uh, San Diego. And then, like I... Like I probably already mentioned, San Francisco, Miami are the two play wild card teams right now, as it stands. Uh, San Francisco has a one game lead on Miami, and a two and a half game lead on Colorado Rockies, which is great to see. Um, Milwaukee Brewers still in the thick of it. Uh, their their playoff probability is always higher than the Marlins for some reason. Which I just don't get. I get that they're going to turn it. People have been saying they're going to turn it on for so long. That I just have no hope in them actually turning it on. At the end of the season. So we'll see how it goes. But for right now that's the playoffs in the NBA, MLB. After a break going to be talking NBA playoffs. And just why I love Jimmy Butler and the way he plays. He just built different. That's all I have to say. Built different. Built different. All right, thank you for listening. Make sure to stay tuned after this break. This message is... All right, finally, we have enough time to actually talk about the NBA in depth. That's still only like six minutes, but that's enough time for me, so... Five games is all it took for the number five seeded Miami Heat to take down the number one seed in the entire NBA Milwaukee Bucks. Which, honestly, Miami was perfectly suited to take down Milwaukee even when they had Giannis in play. Honestly, I think they were a little a little better off just with the style of play Miami has and the style of defense. Milwaukee plays with Giannis on the floor. Um, on defense, they were definitely um, had a little bit of a better scheme later in the series. Um, losing Giannis, of course, is completely destroyed them. Uh, but the Heat take that one in five. Uh, Jimmy Butler, built different. I mean, just so much heart. Still find it funny how people said that he was going to Miami just to party and have fun. And then he ends up uh, just wrecking shop with the Heat in the playoffs. Uh, they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. First team to get there. Um, yeah. We really don't know what else to say. They look good. Tyler Hero looks fantastic. Bam Adebayo. Can't say enough things good things about him he's really come on they've made a lot of good decisions lately they keep making good decisions that's why they're in the eastern conference finals they just look like a team that has fun winning and they're having a lot of fun winning right now and they have that mentality that they need to uh to win in this playoffs so i definitely could see them getting here but i mean this sucks for milwaukee they looked like they had their best chance probably in this is going to be their best chance for a while to win the NBA Finals, um, and they don't get past the semifinals of the Eastern Conference. But, uh, I mean, sometimes you just hit a bad roadblock, and these playoffs are just fun. These playoffs are so weird with the bubble that 
I mean, what can you do about it? Um, Raptor Celtics, after an impassioned double overtime game, going to Game 7. That is going to be so much fun. These two teams are just so built alike in the sense that they're built around the team, especially now that Toronto doesn't have Kawhi Leonard than just a few players. And uh, it's just so much fun watching them. And uh, I hope it's going to be a good game for Game 7. I think Boston's going to come away with it. And then that Boston-Miami series, if it happens, or Toronto series, if it happens, going to be crazy. Uh, Clippers taking a 3-1 lead over the Denver Nuggets. So that series uh, really out of the Nuggets' hands right now. Clippers are playing really good ball. Uh, just seem to be hitting all the right angles against Denver. And then the Lakers took good, taking good lead in their series against Houston. Uh, that one's going to be a close series, though. Uh, have another game tonight. So, yeah, that is all I have for looking at the general direction of the NBA. Yes, that's what constitutes a in-depth look now that has been slotted in this time. But thank you for listening to Hate the Player, Not the Game. Wherever you are, uh, have a good rest of your Thursday. Make sure to stay safe, stay healthy. Again, all my thoughts are with those affected in fighting the fires in California and uh, just all along the West Coast, really, because these fires are out of control right now. And, uh, yeah, wish them all the best. Have a good day. Stay safe, stay healthy. Adios.